Welcome, Donna's Intermittent Fasters. Um, I am about to start right now episode 25 of Donna's Intermittent Fasting Journal, um, podcast, videocast, wherever you might be catching us. Um, I would love to encourage you, if you are not in the Facebook group, to come to Donna's Intermittent Fasting Facebook group. If you uh, are not subscribed, you go to YouTube and subscribe to Donna Reesh or subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. That way you'll get notifications whenever something new comes up. So I am excited tonight to be bringing you some more um, information that has just really been hitting me a lot lately. Last week I talked about building your belief in inter intermittent fasting as well as in yourself. And um, this it's just something that has been on my heart a lot because um, I was reading a lot of articles last week. I talked about that in episode 24 by James Clear, author of Atomic Habits, and just building our identity as intermittent fasters and then building habits based on that identity um, are actually the other way around. <laughs> and we are going to identify as intermittent fasters and then we are going to uh, perform the actions or the habits, um, even if they're ever so tiny. And so that was just something that was really on my heart because when I read his material, it just resonated, as I said last week, with everything that I teach everywhere. And then today's topic um, is how intermittent fasting helps you be the manager of your life. And this actually has just been hitting home because I like to do, um, try to center my here. There we go. I like to do um, motivational videos in the morning. I like to use affirmations and self-talk. You've heard me talk about what to say when you talk to yourself and uh, the five-second rule and different kinds of motivational and self-development books. And so I enjoy listening to motivational things in the morning, you know, that encourage me to make the most of that day, to be in control of my day rather than my day controlling me. And I really like listening to those. And I also go through a gratitude and um, devotional time also um, you know a lot a lot of gratitude because I'm just really finding that there is a reason why every religion and every culture every successful person um, actually stems from gratitude so much stems from gratitude so I enjoy listening to those in the mornings and one of the things that has been really uh, striking to me lately is how much um, we have control of our lives as intermittent fasters, how much we are more um, managing our lives than before intermittent fasting. And so a lot of the motivational uh, material that I listen to, it's not necessarily just fasting based. It might be about, um, you know, just, you know, being the best person that you can, being the best in your field or being the best at whatever you're you know, seeking to do um, those kind of things, but specifically applying it to fasting just makes so much sense because many of us have come out of a place in our lives where we were, did not feel successful for because of weight, because of uh, our lack of control, because of the way we felt like food controlled us, and so. All of the motivations and all of the uh, the uh, encouragement and those you know kind of you can do it kind of messages um, for many of us they were like yeah 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 but not here but not in this area 
uh, I, I can't do it there, you know, and we tried and we tried and we tried and we jumped on different bandwagons, right? Different, you know, we were sure that this was going to be the one. I know that many of you are like I was where I, you know, I tried so many things and I was always optimistic because I'm an optimistic person. And so I was always optimistic that this was going to be it that I was going to break through with this, I was going to get to my goal, and I mentioned before, I did lose 100 pounds once and got to a size six and was very small for a couple of weeks. And then I got pregnant with baby number five, I think it was, yeah, baby number five. Um, and um, then of course, you know, there was no way, even if I could have stayed at 800 calories a day, I wasn't going to because I was free. <laughs> So anyway, but that is a different life and that is not our lives now. And um, so when I talk about in this uh, training, what does manager of your life mean? I think about how life can be overwhelming and it is. Life can be very difficult. You know, I am a positive person and I am Christian and I, you know, believe in great good things and I believe in great things and I love living and I love this life and I love relationships and I love um, people and I love what I do um, but still all of us have trouble right all of us have problems and life can be very overwhelming sometimes and we feel like we have no control over different areas of our lives and that's because many areas of our lives we do not have control over and um, you know things come at us and we can't control them we can't change things and so um, you know, we often feel like we don't manage our lives. We feel like we have, you know, and we can get up in the morning and, you know, prior to intermittent fasting, especially for me, I used to, you know, get up in the morning, I'm going to conquer this day. Today's going to be different. I am going to, you know, get, get this done and get that done. And I'm a high efficiency uh, person um, and uh, really, really have a lot of um, productivity. Uh, I, I just, it's just one of my areas of gifting. You know, I have a lot of areas I'm not gifted in, but productivity is one of them, an organization. So if you were ever to come to my house, you would be like, wow, you have some really good systems here, but you would be going, why don't you do something with this place? <laughs> why do you have books everywhere? So it's not decorating, but it is efficiency. However, there are things in our lives that we have no control over. The problem with our pre-intermittent fasting days is that we had no control over areas that with fasting we can have control over. And so while we have areas that we have no control over and we just have to, you know, if we're, if we're people of faith, we have to give those to God. We have to just move around those, beyond those, and, you know, do whatever we can do. But then there are other areas where we didn't used to have control. And I'm talking specifically about cravings, overeating, binging, indulgences, those type of things. Whereas now with intermittent fasting, those of us who've been doing this for a while, um, especially once you're two months out, you know, at least two months out, but even in two weeks out, you will feel remarkably different in your control. So now we have the ability to take back control in some of those areas that we formerly, no matter what we did, we couldn't get control of. So in a sense, what we didn't control before, now we can control. I'm not talking about circumstances that are out of our control, but I'm talking about food and habits and indulgences and cravings and things like that. 
So it is something, these areas are things that we are finally able to do with the help of intermittent fasting. So that is what I mean when I say what uh, a manager of your life means. That now we can take back control in those areas where we formerly could not control and where we really thought, especially at my age, at 55, I am never controlling this. You know, I have tried for 30 or 40 years and could only do it for a certain period of time. Willpower will only take us so far. And that is why, you know, what is the statistic? You know, 90% of the people gain their weight back or whatever. It is because we are relying on something that is not going to be a long-term thing. That willpower is not something that we're going to be able to just do and do and do and do. But now, here we are, those of us who are intermittent fasters, here we are two months into intermittent fasting and we finally have control. So I wanna talk about some of the ways that intermittent fasting helps us be the manager of our lives. That is the, to be able to manage things that we formerly could not manage. Uh, first of all, just going back to the very basics of intermittent fasting, once you become fat adapted and you have appetite correction, and I have videos, blog posts, um, uh, um, I, uh, iTunes <laughs> podcasts, and slideshows, all kinds of things about these topics that you can find too. And also, just a little plug, you'll see at the end of this that I have my new free intermittent fasting webinar. And so uh, my first, this is um, August 30th. So my first ones will actually be the first week of September, my free ones, uh, my free training, one hour webinars on 10 intermittent fasting questions. So uh, you can actually join that also for free and learn about some of these things too. So once we become fat adapted and we have this appetite correction, then we find that easier things seem way easier, right? So maybe food control, weight management, fitness, those kind of things have eluded us for a long time. But when we uh, get control of our cravings, of our food intake and things like that with intermittent fasting, our shorter fasting window, eating window, our longer fasting window, the balancing of hormones, uh, the hunger hormones, ghrelin and leptin, the lowering of insulin, all of those things that happen during intermittent fasting, then we um, have another layer of self-control. And I think that the, the really cool thing about this, or I think the, the biggest reason this is so is because, and I think I talk about this later, but I want to talk about it now anyway, and that is that um, we suddenly don't feel alone. You know, when we're on long diet journeys and we're on, you know, a lot of restrictions and we're trying to make uh, weight loss, weight management, fitness happen for us, and we're trying to do everything that whatever guru or whatever, I don't say that in a bad way because there are a lot of very knowledgeable nutritionists and health people out there, but whatever those people are telling us to do, we're trying to do everything. And, um, and all of a sudden, we join, we start intermittent fasting and we're not alone because our body is working for us. And so that gives us a sense of empowerment that we didn't have before. I think it's just, uh, it's almost like you have a superpower and it's coming alongside of you and it is, it, it is doing for you what you couldn't do before 
and it is helping you to get this control that you were not able to get and suddenly you have fat adaption right where our body is burning fat during the fast that gives us another layer of self-control we have appetite correction ghrelin is low leptin is high so we're able to control our eating we were able to keep it in our eating window, something that we never dreamed we could do before intermittent fasting. There is no way in this world I can eat a snack and a meal and get by. That's what we used to think, right? And yet here we are with appetite correction, with our hunger hormones balanced, and we're just shocked. Really, I mean, I just remember some of the first times I had appetite correction. I was like, no way. This is really happening? This is really happening for me. It's to me. It's happening to me. It almost felt like an outside force was doing it for me. It was so cool. Anyway, um, so even if we do have bad days, which we might, we're going to have bad days. We're not going to be perfect, right? There are going to be times that sleep and sleep interferes, or um, you know, we are let our fasting guard down and didn't fast as long, or we ate in our eating window too long, or we didn't listen to hunger satiety. Uh, hunger and satiety signals, things like that. So it's not going to be perfect, but those bad days are going to be so much smaller than our good days that we're going to feel pretty good, right? We're going to feel like we've actually made some real, real uh, control there. You see, when it when you can't control food, and I know this from many 40 years of experience, when you can't control food, it carries over to other areas of our lives resulting in depression, overwhelm, and feelings of failure. Uh, people who cannot control food, who are very overweight, you know, we know people are judging us, and, you know, why don't you just do this and this and this, and then it'll be better, when in reality, that isn't true at all, because our body is fighting against us, right? It's, it's Our insulin is high, and it's making us crave food. We don't understand how to get control of ghrelin. And so it's causing us to be hungry all the time. We don't understand how to make insulin, how to make leptin rise, which will tell us to stop eating. And yet, intermittent fasting does it in one fell swoop. So we are actually um, able to do easier things because we've just done one of the hardest things ever, right? You tell somebody that you are fasting, anybody, which you might not want to do this too much <laughs> until they see the results. But you tell somebody, you know, I fast for 19 or 20 hours a day. I eat for four or five. Um, you know, I have this eating window or a restricted window or timed eating or time window eating, whatever you want to call it. And um, people are like, how can you do that? I would be absolutely starved, right? Is that what they say? Yeah, and then, of course, they tell you how bad it is. But we know that's not true. The opposite is true. Oh, my word. The exact opposite is true. And so... All of a sudden, we're like, hmm, I am doing something very hard. Wow. Huh. Okay. And suddenly, you know, all of those failed attempts throughout the years, all of those times that we could not reach our goals, our food restriction and dieting and eating goals, like, I'm doing something really hard and I am being successful at it. And so then, guess what? Something else that used to seem hard doesn't seem that hard anymore either. That leads me to success breeding success. I've talked about this a lot in the podcast and the video cast. Success breeds success. 
And again, especially when it is something so difficult. Have you ever seen somebody, and maybe, and maybe this is only for a short time, because depending on whether they were able to balance their hunger hormones and, and lower their insulin and all that, but have you ever seen somebody who um, got it? They just finally got it. They lost weight, they started exercising, and they just carry themselves differently. And they just look like they're on the top of the world. And you're just kind of like, wow. And at some point, actually, if they've maintained it for a while, they may even seem a bit arrogant. And maybe they're not being arrogant at all. They might not mean to. They just have an air of confidence because they did something really, really hard, right? And so if they continued and they were able to maintain it, their confidence just soars. And you can watch these people and you just keep watching them and keep watching them. You're like, wow, you look better and better. You, you, you carry yourself differently. And then all of a sudden they start doing other things, right? And they start doing harder things that they couldn't do before. I know for me, you know, going someplace to exercise was always something that, that I would never do. You know, I might do some exercises at home, but I would never go someplace and exercise and make it, you know, like a, a regular routine because I didn't have time. I've got all these businesses. I've got all these kids. I'm too busy and so on and so forth. But suddenly, now that I'm successful at fasting and I go without food for an average of 20 hours a day and I eat in a four hour eating window and I keep getting smaller in sizes, I lose a little bit of weight, my husband loses way more weight than I do, now all of a sudden, I do another thing that's harder, and I do another thing that's harder. Success breeds success, especially when it is so difficult. Next, we become a manager of our lives when we control emotional eating and binging. And while I won't say that intermittent fasting is like the thing that controls, uh, that takes away emotional eating, because emotional eating um, and, and binge disorders and things like that, they can be very real things that some of us who maybe had a lesser degree of that, maybe just didn't have control, but there, there are other things that are more extensive and that, that are... Um, I don't want to downplay those in people's lives. However, intermittent fasting does something to us with our confidence, as I just mentioned. And it also, because of the, um, I guess I would call it a uh, goal-oriented nature of intermittent fasting. And those of you who've been fasting for a while, you'll know what I'm talking about. We have this goal nature that comes about as a result of fasting. What I mean by that is every day we wake up, we look on our app, we see how many hours we have, we maybe do some mental math and see what time we're going to eat, and then we press on. And that's our goal. Because we have become fat adapted, we're not starving anymore, right? We're not craving all day, we're not sick or dizzy, and nauseated, and all of those things that people who just are hungry because they skip breakfast are feeling, because we're fat adapted. And so, then we have this goal-oriented nature. And that goal-oriented nature can sometimes somehow override emotional eating. I'm not talking about severe cases where people actually, you know, need 
need serious help. I'm just talking about just our normal types of things that we used to have problems with, you and I, okay? <laughs> For the most part, normal types of emotional eating where, you know, we start out in the morning stressed, so we get, you know, a latte and a, and a muffin. And then, you know, mid-morning we're stressed at work, so we go get something else. I'm just talking about, like, stress eating, emotional eating, habits, um, and not being able to control cravings, and then just starting to eat in the evenings and then not being able to stop, just continuing to eat and eat and eat, even though we're full or even though we might feel a little bit sick from eating too much. But intermittent fasting makes us feel different. It makes us feel like we are successful, and sometimes we'll even ask ourselves, how did this happen? My daughter and I just had this conversation last week. I talked about it in episode 24. How did this happen? How did I get to be an intermittent faster? How did I get to fast 20 hours a week? How did I get to this point? So while it won't necessarily heal your emotional eating, there are built-in checks and balances with intermittent fasting, right? That you're going to, that you really have this goal, you want to make it each day, you already have X number of hours under your belt, and so you just don't want to mess it up, so you keep going. This is actually how I overcame nighttime eating. And I've talked about this before on, on the video cast and podcast before. But for years, um, and even with healthy supplementation that really did help with my cravings and overeating, my husband and I would always make packs that we weren't going to take food to bed, that we weren't going to eat at night, that we were going to stop eating, you know, at eight. And then we went to bed at nine or 10, whatever time we got done working, went to bed that we would, and we would watch our show. That's because we don't, I don't watch anything until nine or 10 at night. I'm very focused. And so um, then I would, then we would put something on Netflix or whatever, and we'd watch it and we'd have our snack. And we did that at night, every, all the time at nine or 10. And so we would come to this agreement together. Okay, we're not going to do that anymore. We're just going to watch our show. We're not going to, we don't need snacks. We just ate dinner. We usually eat dinner at six or seven. So why do we need a snack already? I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> we did. And, um, and then we do that for a few nights and then all of a sudden, you know, one of us would not get enough dinner or we, you know, had dinner earlier because we had a meeting or whatever. And then we bring back the skinny pop and the apples or the chips and nacho dip or whatever. We, it was, it didn't matter. We just wanted to have snacks at night, right? Even if we weren't hungry. But intermittent fasting, the goal oriented nature of it is actually what curbed our nighttime eating and I still amazed because we tried for so long and we had everything in place we had healthy supplementation we had carb reduction crate supplementation we had um, accountability although we must not have been very good accountability partners because we were like uh, not helping each other very much but we had a lot of things in place that were supposed they were supposed to help us right and I had all this low-carb food because I cooked low carb all the time, baked low carb and um, no sugar and all that. I used to do all that. Um, and it wasn't until I started intermittent fasting and I wanted to be able to open my window at two or three in the afternoon the next day. So I stopped eating after dinner at six. And by the time I went to bed, I already had three hours, four hours of fasting behind me and I didn't want to ruin it. So it was actually the goal-oriented nature of intermittent fasting that curbed my nighttime eating. It was, I, that, that's, it was just amazing that that could happen <laughs> because once I already had three or four hours, I didn't want to ruin it. I wanted to keep going, and I would just do some mental math and say, you know what? If I keep this up, 
I might have my snack at one tomorrow. I might have my snack at two tomorrow or three, you know, whatever time it might fall on. So the, the emotional eating and the binging, being able to control that is just simply a part of intermittent fasting. It's not necessarily that you're like healed of all of your past, but it's all of a sudden things are different. For one thing, we have all the things that I talked about at the beginning, the appetite correction, the uh, fat adaptation, the lowering of insulin, the balancing of your uh, hunger hormones, and all of that. And then we have your specific eating window that people are, get very, very possessive of and get very excited about with that goal. Um, you have definite opening and shutting to closing times which really all of those things go a long way in retraining our emotional and stress eating patterns. And again, this is all because our body is working for us, not against us. All right, now weight, si weight loss and size loss can also help us become managers of our lives better. Um, generally speaking, as I mentioned before, when somebody loses weight or they lose inches or they wear a smaller size, they other wear, wear clothes, do you ever just get up in the morning and try on, like I had this experience, um, what day was that? I can't remember what day it was, but anyway, I had this experience the other day, I think it was when we went to the museum for the day, I had this experience where I got my smallest jeans that were hanging on my door, I have my gold pants, I've talked about that a lot, I have my gold pants hanging on my uh, bathroom door, and um, I have two pairs of gold pants, and I just decided to try on the jeans, which were super, super, super small. They're the smallest jeans I own. And I pulled them up, and I always, I always, I don't even wait to get them all the way up or to try to fasten them. I always just fall back on the bed, and then I fasten them. Um, and it was like, wow, I don't need to fall back on the bed. And then I fastened them, and then I wore them, right? This gives us a sense of confidence and accomplishment. Now, this is not uncommon in other weight loss endeavors, right? Anytime you're in a weight loss program and, and in an exercise program, whatever it might be, and you go down a size, you wear something that you formerly couldn't fasten, even lying on the bed, or you could fasten but couldn't breathe in, you have this confidence. However, with intermittent fasting, I really feel like it is very different than other weight loss protocols. And the reason is because we can fasten those genes knowing that those genes never have to be too small again. Because I know for me personally, I have never truly felt like in any other weight loss program that I've done, even when I lost 100 pounds, even when I wore a size six, I never thought I was gonna do this forever. I never thought I can do this. This is something I can always do. I never felt that way ever. And now all of a sudden with intermittent fasting, when we do fit into something smaller or we do lose weight or we do lose inches, all of a sudden we have this feeling that I can keep doing this. I can keep going. These jeans will never be too tight again. As a matter of fact, down the road, I will be getting rid of these jeans because I'll be wearing a smaller size. And it's something that, yeah, hearts, hearts, hearts. And it's something that I don't really feel like I've ever had before, right? I had the exhilaration of going shopping. Um, I can remember when I wanted to shop when I lost 100 pounds and when I was uh, between children four and five, um, I can remember wanting to shop at the 579 shop. I just wanted to shop in you know single digits and I wanted to shop in juniors and all this kind of stuff, juniors. 
what woman after she had eight babies ever so I don't know maybe somebody who has eight baby shops and juniors but <laughs> I don't think this this mama of eight baby who had eight babies ever will but I had the exhilaration right I had the excitement but I never really had the confidence that this was going to be forever and now that I had that confidence anytime I wear something I couldn't wear anytime I hang up another pair of gold pants on my door I know that it's going to be real and I know that it's going to be long term and lastly when we practice intermittent fasting we are reaping health benefits simply by doing nothing I'm definitely not going to have time to go into all the health benefits but I will say that I have 50 health I have 50 benefits of intermittent fasting um, I think they're at the blog and uh, they're, I know they're in the course and they might and 10 of them are in the free webinar and um, when I um, when we think about reaping health benefits we think about all of the noise right there's so much noise out there telling us that we need to um, that we need to eat this and be healthier eat this I mean I, I'm prone to that too I mean just yesterday I told my husband did you know what the top 10 brain foods are I mean all of us want health we all want health and the older we get the more we want health right and the more kind of fearful we are of our futures especially those of us who have sick parents it's been a really really hard several years for us with you know my husband's mom having a major stroke and then a smaller stroke losing my dad last year and the, the five or six years before he died seeing all of their health problems scares us as you know 50 some year olds so it, you only get more and more desirous of health as you get older but yet we often feel like it eludes us because we can never do all of those things right and we and so you know we see people striving all the time and and I know that you know doing things that are healthy those are great things to do I'm not discounting those I mean I put those those foods on my husband's shopping list and you know I told him you got to get back to your broccoli because it's one of the top 10 foods and we haven't been buying it lately and you need to have it more and we need to up our turmeric because it's one of them and you know just I, we all want health right and we all want brain health especially um, you know as we get older um, but so many of the things that can that can help us you know achieve health that we see you know anti-cancer do these things eat these things don't eat these things take these things exercise in this way no exercise in this way and while we should try to do anything that we feel led to do at the same time we um, can often be overwhelmed and then we sometimes don't do anything that's truly going to make a difference in our health and we just give up altogether but intermittent fasting 50 benefits some of them are tremendous those of you who've been around a while with intermittent fasting you know about autophagy where your um, cells eat themselves so to speak and you get rid of dead cells and it is actually anti-aging and, and uh, helps with longevity so here we are eating less eating less frequently fasting longer and all we are doing is getting healthier and we are doing that by doing nothing so, so many of us who've had you know a really really extensive kind of uh, elaborate lives you know with a lot of responsibilities and you know 
when we're in our 50s, we're kind of tired. <laughs> and we want simple, right? We want simple. You can't get more simple benefits from anything out there outside of intermittent fasting. There's nothing as simple as not eating. <laughs> there is nothing as simple as doing nothing and still having all of these amazing health benefits. Did you know that out of everything out there that people talk about with health benefits, do this and this will do this, do this and this will do this, do this and this will do this, just listen to it while I was driving a little bit ago. You know that dairy is associated, not causal, not causality, but linked with you know cancer. Too much dairy is linked with cancer. Too much red meat is linked to cancer. You know, but then you need to go keto, and then you have dairy and, and red meat all the time. And it's, so it's really, really hard to to decipher all of that. And while we're on that road to deciphering all of that, and we're figuring out for ourselves how much broccoli we're going to eat and how little dairy we're going to eat, or what we're going to do to try to get healthier, we can know that intermittent fasting, doing nothing, leads to amazing health benefits. As a matter of fact, the only thing across the board in long, long, long-term studies that has shown to truly increase longevity is eating less. Out of everything out there, the one common denominator in so many studies everywhere, not just here and there, not just anecdotal, not just linked, but actual causality is eating less. 30%, uh, the studies and the research have shown that 30% less food, 30% fewer overall calories across the board results in longer life. And so here we are with this opportunity to do nothing but reap health benefits while we don't do anything at all. So we can do this, reap all of these health benefits while we're figuring out all those other things that might help us that probably do have an impact on our health. But this is one thing that we can know that we can do. So how do we become managers of our lives? We get up in the morning and we have a different view of the day. We already have a goal as soon as we get up, right? Our goal as soon as we get up is to fast. Our goal is to stay true to the fast, to keep going until the time that we have allotted to, to eat, to be strong during the fast, to make it through to the eating window. And, you know, the first two weeks, that's really hard. The first two months, it's even a little bit hard. But later on, it just becomes no different whether you eat a bagel and coffee for breakfast or you don't. It's just no big deal whatsoever. So we have this sense of I'm managing my own life. I am in control of my life in the th areas that I can control. There are too many we already can't control. So let's control the ones that we can. We have our superpowers coming along with us with intermittent fasting, helping us to control our lives in ways that we didn't think we could before. And now all of a sudden, we are managers of our lives. We are setting out on our day and we are determining what that day is going to look like in the areas that we can control. And now that we can control so many more, we manage more and we manage more and we succeed more and we succeed more and we do more hard things that we didn't think we could do before and we do more difficult things and the things that used to seem a little bit hard are easy to us because we're doing such hard things and we accomplished something already so great and we are managing our lives better than we ever had before simply by doing nothing. 
do you guys just think that's the coolest thing? I just stand amazed by that. I think it's because I am such a doer. You know, I'm always striving. I always have goals in every area, and I'm always just like working, 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 and trying to meet my goals. And I'm writing a new book for my students, and I'm, you know, working on a new webinar here, and I'm blogging over here, and I'm doing this with these kids, and this with these kids, and this with the grandkids. And we're all like that. We're all so busy, right? But that's what really appeals to me about intermittent fasting is that by doing nothing, I am becoming in control of my life. I am managing my life more than I ever have before. Thank you so much for joining me. I didn't have time to uh, go over my Plexus products. They are the sponsors of my uh, blog, my podcast, and my video cast. As far as while I've been building this up, my uh, supplement business is what supports me here. So um, I will put some of that in the outline and you can check those out. Uh, we even have free samples of our hunger control drink if you're interested in trying that. But again, you don't have to supplement too fast. I do have recommendations at the blog on like pink Himalayan salt, mineral water, those type of things if you're going to exercise and fast especially. So anyway, thanks for joining me. It's been a pleasure.